0: Nick, what advice should they everyone have for the new year?
1: Um, you need to drink until you, you need to program yourself to, to keep drinking even after you blackout. That is.
0: Oh, vodka, Red Bulls. Roger that. Yeah. Um, or Four Locos. <laughs> That's very dangerous.
1: Uh... Don't do that. <laughs> now that I think about that, maybe don't do that. <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to another Dead Pixel, a podcast about video games, anime, entertainment, a little bit of everything in between. I'm your host today, Joe, and with me, the gentleman who not only parties like it's 1999 for the new year, but he actually doesn't stop partying until the Lunar New Year. Nick, how are you doing?
1: Yes, I'm doing fine. The Lunar New Year is actually later this year, so I'm trying to pace myself. Um, I only do a keg stand every other day. But I drink a handle of whiskey, uh, the cheapest whiskey, um, every other day that's not a keg stand day. Um,
0: Uh, Don't worry. We understand. Times are tough. Lunar Um, New Year is not
1: until like, you know, May now. February Uh, (laughs) 10th. It's it's May now. Um, So it's... uh, I might die, but... No one cares, so it's okay.
0: I'll say dibs on your stuff. So, you know, I'm, you know, practically closest family at this point. So, yeah, we got it. Pretty
1: much. Yeah, you could have. No, I don't I will know. have
0: to fight your father for your, your uh, camera equipment. I understand. I mean, uh,
1: you can have all the video game stuff pretty much going away. But, uh, but yeah, he's going to want the camera equipment back.
0: Say, um, I can show the receipt that I actually bought the uh, PlayStation. So, yeah, there you that go. That is true.
1: <laughs> But I did pay you for it. And there is well, that receipt. He doesn't
0: have those transaction receipts, so. But, know, he he but he would. But he would.
1: He wouldn't care. <laughs> um, speaking of my dad, though, he did get. Uh, so I have the LG C2 I got last year. And he called me the other day. I can't remember if I told the story or not, but you're going to hear it again if I did. He called me the other day and he was like, hey, we're going to get a new TV. What's yours? Because he's seen mine. He really likes it. And I was like. Okay, and I told him it's the C2, but they have the new one out probably, so check on that. They ended up getting the LG C3, um, and I've been over there to watch uh, some stuff on it, and um, it doesn't look great, uh, but I think it's because they were watching Direct TV on it, um, and I think that was screwing it up, because I was like, this picture doesn't look as good as mine, um, but I asked them if if it looks better when it like Netflix is on and stuff, and they were like, yeah, so I didn't know that would be a thing. I don't have drag TV, but apparently,
0: I did because I heard the story last time, but you know, <laughs> okay,, uh, you can always edit that out. Um, no, I think it's
1: better to reiterate. make sure everyone knows exactly the same stories over and over again. Anyway, um, so that was a good segue, except that it was the same story again so what do you have going on joe uh
0: a blizzard yeah so blizzard. uh we yeah being uh around the uh greater chicago area uh we got just a bunch of snow dumped on us uh you know between roughly uh 1 a.m this morning to throughout the day but it kind of died out uh quite a bit around like one so that was nice except for the fact that i had to shovel like Eight inches of snow, uh, and I have a long driveway and a corner lot, so it's just like a lot of sidewalk for me to take care of. Uh, like an hour and a half worth of shoveling, good times. Uh, you know, it is the nature of the beast. Uh, but yeah, honestly, uh, the kids got to uh, have a you know partial day at you know daycare, so like they're they're happy. Uh, they they love the snow. Uh, they just don't really. You know, actually, my son does. My my daughter just follows his lead like all right uh yeah it was that's cute honestly it could have been it could have been the it was projected to be worse and some areas did get a lot more uh it kind of we got an extra like inch or two uh afterwards this uh, this evening so I was actually kind of worried that if it kept up uh if it would start affecting like power or other things because there was some surges but uh we're good so unless we cut out then we're not uh mm. but that's for you to do with not me
1: that will be for me to deal with, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that's it's good that you guys are doing okay. We have some colder than normal weather coming to Texas. It'll be like uh, below below 20 here, I think, uh, for Sunday and Monday. Um, so they told us to go ahead and take our computers home. It's not really supposed to rain or anything or be much moisture, but... If there's any at all, then all hell's going to break loose. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm probably thinking about going over to my dad's place Sunday night um, and just staying there because they're on a better part of the grid. They're on the hospital uh, grid, so they won't lose power. Um, but I don't know. <sighs> weather. Weather in Texas. Weather everywhere.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to we're get uh, sub-freezing weather. Uh, like start sub freezing sub zero weather next week uh, for like a handful of days. so it's gonna be um, real bitter. Dude, uh, but yeah that's... I,
1: I, I had a buddy and buddy in Kansas is telling Kansas in Canada that was telling me that they were gonna get like I don't even want to say the negative number that he was talking about in Celsius, but it was like insane uh, some insane like negative number that they're going to get up there um, here soon. I don't know how they're going to survive. I I, like, it's just so incredibly cold. Um, Yeah. Good. Good for you guys. Good for you guys to have, uh, I guess that's the price of a white Christmas is (laughs) a freezing. Yeah. Except for
0: it it literally rained on Christmas. It was kind (laughs) of weird. I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, But yeah, it's uh, if it's negative, um, if it's negative forty-two Celsius, just remember that's uh, Fahrenheit. It's about the same. That's so what. That's I, when. That's like when they meet.
1: That's what. We, that's <laughs> so. what we were talking about. I think it. I think it's going to get like negative twenty or something like that. It's something insane. But yeah, somebody said yeah that it's like around negative forty that that Celsius and Fahrenheit meet, um, which is weird. But fun fact.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, CES is happening, but uh, a lot of that news is. Uh, you know, for me, that, that mattered was a lot of monitor stuff. And so I'm just going to say uh, a lot of OLED uh, monitors coming out and be excited. I mean, that's uh, there's going to be a lot of decent tech reviews coming out on that stuff. 32-inch um, uh, 4K displays, and that should be really awesome. Uh, I probably, I would like to go ahead and jump into that pool uh, this year, but honestly, probably not going to happen. I'll probably end up waiting till next year for the, because... Spending like, I don't know, $1,200 on a monitor is just really tough for me to, you know, uh, ju- like actually be like, yeah, justify. That's not, just can't really pass that one along. Uh, especially when I can just get a brand new TV for a decent amount. Uh, you know, that's all I really watch the EES for is a lot of that stuff. Uh, I think uh, Sony did a, did a stage where uh, they drove a car out using a, 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 a dual shot controller or the... The PlayStation 5 controllers, so I'm like, yeah, that's they're it's like, terrifying. don't worry, not a real function <laughs> like, not out of the box kind of thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like someone, just someone imagine... like, check, check out this new Grand Theft Auto, it <laughs> looks real real from the <laughs> dash cam uh, I'm
1: just imagining like, I mean, I'm just imagining a guy dropping the controller and the, hitting the R button and getting stuck, and just like fucking running over like five people <laughs> That's just like a RoboCop thing way to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, you guys want to play Death Race? You know, it's like this new this new uh, AR is really good. You know, this is like the next level of augmented reality. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I don't. Know. There was there's a lot of neat stuff there, but uh, it's it's one of those things that I have a I, ha- I have a buddy that he always goes out every year to CES, and I just wait for them to come back and fill me in on firsthand experience. I'm like, all right, cool, because uh it's really like they're really into uh, a lot of the lighting uh, situation so like uh leds and uh a lot of that equipment so it's like cool you can tell me all about it i can't afford half that stuff because they have their tv and like whole house rigged up uh they're one step away from being that guy on the christmas videos who have their christmas lights like syn- synced up to music uh, uh, they yeah. but they they lo- absolutely love lighting in that sense. And I'm like, that's really cool. Uh, just tell me the bare bones of what I need to make my stuff look good. So, uh, and tell me something affordable.
1: I'm kind of, I'm kind of over lighting. I don't really like RBG stuff anymore. Uh, I like black and white, uh, and maybe like, I don't, I don't like like the rotating colors. Um, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I've, I've seen a couple different people on YouTube who have cool lighting setups. Um, some of them have like those like rainbow, you know, RBG, like everything. And it's just really annoying to me, but other people have, have more simple, clean setups that are not really distracting. They're like, okay, subtle. It's just like a built around a theme of either like white or black or gray or, kind of like a like a light blue or something. Those I find I find more appealing. But I think that the, the key is syncing everything up.
0: Um oh yeah you gotta go with the motif and you gotta kinda stick with it. And um, yeah. I mean I currently have the few things on my desk uh set to a minimum you know lighting so it's not very uh bright. Uh plus it also helps all my wireless stuff last longer. Uh, but it's all synced up and uh, I my my keyboard is static but I have the the certain uh, key buttons, you know, it's all vaporwave. So it's just, you know, that teal and like off pink purple. And so I have that set up as like my WASD uh, and my, in, like my escape and uh, arrows. So yeah. like, yeah, real easy, real simple. Uh, you know, it's please It's a, uh, you know, pleasing to the eyes, but not obnoxiously in my way. So
1: I think I'm going to shift everything over slowly to Logitech because I mean, I, I kind of hate having the mouse pad from, uh, from, uh, what's the, what's the snake one, um, Razer from Razer. Uh, and then I have my keyboard from Corsair and I've got my mouse from Logitech and it's just like, there's like three different sync systems and stuff and. I mean, I know Logitech doesn't make the best everything, but I like their mouse the most. Uh, And that's the thing that, I don't know, I have my hands on literally the most. So I think I'm going to, and they make everything else good enough. Also, I was looking at getting a new mouse because this one's kind of starting to go out on me. Um, They make, make, I'm sure the other ones do this too, but they have a mouse pad that powers your mouse. um, So you never have to. Yeah charge it
0: but that's it's it, that's it's ridiculously expensive like yeah. you can get the same thing where you, you, they sell aftermarket pucks throw it throw it in the bottom of your mouse uh throw it on a dock uh that's actually what i if i would have known that wasn't out when they essentially had the 502 but the wireless the wireless version and i would have bought that like years ago but instead uh, because it didn't have a dock. And so you either had to plug it in via wire or buy the extra hundred at the time. It was like a hundred, 150 bucks for the mouse pad. You're I think they're about. like a hundred. Yeah. Um, but you can get them yeah, for like and refurbishers
1: so, and stuff. So I would probably aim for yeah. that, but I just, I, I don't want to, I'm just tired of having hodgepodge a little bit of everything here and there that doesn't sync and doesn't really work. Um, I mean, it works. It's just, it's just like, I wanted to be more aesthetically pleasing and fit together better, um, more in yep. like one uh, place. Having,
0: having a unified setup is is decent. Uh, that's what I have for my, my my mouse and keyboard, and you know, like I said, all works under one software, which is nice. Uh, though my keyboard, the the switches double actuate a little too much, and I, this is the second one I've had of this, so yeah, I'm, probably gonna, I'm probably gonna I probably have to manually desolder everything and then make it. Uh, I've seen a hot swappable mod that you can make, but that's just going to take up way too much time. Uh, but for what I paid for the keyboard, I'm like, I want to keep this piece of garbage for <laughs> make it work longer. Uh, yeah. But it's it's like when it did work, it works really well. Uh, but yeah. yeah. All right. CES though. I mean, like I said, a lot of fun, silly things, but nothing too groundbreaking. And so we're going to get to news that actually matters. All right, Nick, what, what, what matters? Tell so us. the
1: news that you can use, um, is not here today but we have news about nintendo um nintendo has topped japan game sales for 19 straight years this is coming from uh video games chronicle as is all the rest of this news because i was lazy and i didn't want to look around and they had a lot of good news but um yeah 19 straight years that is pretty crazy when you think about it um a lot of stuff like they've been topping uh Game sales on Switch pretty much ever since that came out, um, and then I guess, the, I guess that would go back to the Wii days. Um, they're saying in this article that like PlayStation Two or something had uh, was like the last time. I'm gonna kind of misquote this, but something about uh, PlayStation Two and PSP. Um, okay, I'll read it here on the hardware front, only one year in the last nineteen is. Seen a non-Nintendo console on top in Japan, which was when PSP was leading was the leading platform, and every other year, DS, 3DS, or Switch were the best-selling hardware. So, yeah, I forgot it wasn't really the Wii and the Wii U; it was um, DS and 3DS that have just been kicking ass yeah. for a really long time. Um, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. I kind of like, well, dang, they couldn't wait one more year, you know, to make it an even twenty. But um, to, before reporting on this, but uh, 19 years, uh, Japan on, or Nintendo on top in Japan is pretty good. Um, those you guys... got
0: shareholders to, to impress. You know, that's, that's why you say 19 every year. They can just keep on saying it again. That's uh, true. That's true. I mean, Xbox wasn't going to make headway. It you know, it's a tough battle for Sony, but like I said, everyone likes their handhelds. Uh, and that's, that's really what was, um, you know, carried them through the Wii U essentially. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, we yeah. We were there during that time, so
1: yeah, that was, yeah. It's just it's just kind of amazing because um, they've always been underpowered and, um, you know, overpriced, and they're uh, kind of like Apple <laughs> in a lot of ways, and they're still just uh, doing pretty well. Their stock price is pretty good. It doesn't doesn't go up um, all that often, uh, but it is. I think last time I checked, it was like three hundred something dollars. But yeah. Um, Know, I've
0: never found that stuff really overly priced uh except for their Joy-Cons which are terrible. I guess what uh, I mean by but, like
1: by like overpriced for what it is. You know, people are like, well I mean
0: Yeah, the handhelds were always reasonable to an extent. Um, you know, what uh, you know, they've done their own thing and granted by now uh you know, you know that they've checked out a long time ago since the GameCube was the last time they tried fighting for graphical uh, you know, parody. Yeah. And then after that, they're like, we don't care about graphics anymore. We're going to be doing our unique thing. Um, and it showed, it worked uh, with the Wii. Um, the Wii, you know, kind of tanked, but you know, the DS, 3DS, that all did really well. Uh, So, you know, the switch, obviously uh, they have, yeah, they're doing just fine. I mean, uh, they'll continue to do their own bit play, you know, like if, it's the third-party stuff that seems to be having a hard time with the current Switch hardware uh, as a whole. But most of the Nintendo, you know, first-party stuff uh, is designed in such a way, art-style, graphic-wise, that it seems to use the uh, the full extent of their hardware and really still impresses visually. Um, but, I mean, they, they, they know how to work their stuff. And uh, it is time for them to upgrade. Um, and they'll continue to do really good, I think. There's not all their games are for me anymore, but just my, what I'm currently playing at this current time, like I'm no longer traveling, uh, you know, don't have commutes and stuff. So a lot of that handheld stuff, it just isn't for me. Um, but I do know that, you know, a lot of people, they absolutely like find that, uh, the best way to play a game. Uh, but then again, that's why P- the, the PC market is now going to, uh, steam deck or, uh, other like competitors because, uh, a lot of people really find that, you know, useful or handy. And, uh, yeah, so Nintendo, they'll continue to rock their thing. Uh, it doesn't have to be the graphical best, uh, so long as they just tweak it to what they need it for.
1: I mean, yeah, uh, they just but- they just decided, uh, you know, after Nintendo GameCube, they decided, hey, gameplay is just where we're going to put all of, our, all of our eggs. And that, you know, turned out to be the right bet, because uh, in video games, gameplay is king, um, always has been, and probably always will be until the medium basically goes away uh but yeah so it's it's just it's kind of amazing you just uh you wouldn't really think that for all for all the all the crap that people give nintendo every year every time anything new comes out they have and for how many times they've been close to death seemingly um they still have just been doing really well for a long time
0: yeah, uh, I I remember when they some of those docs leaked about uh, Microsoft, um, trying to do a pitch like forever ago about per, you know about buying them, and they just kind of laughed, uh, had to laugh about it. So it was just like, yeah, you know, Nintendo, Nintendo is a very good you know family system, and <laughs> they probably like they we are, don't you know, want
1: you to ruin our company. <laughs>
0: yeah you acquire us and then you're just going to shelf us and you know just milk milk our main you know lines dry and just let us go to rot like all the other stuff they bought but i mean yeah uh nintendo they'll still be around They're a powerhouse for a reason um just not graphically uh,
1: yeah.
0: or uh cpu-wise <laughs> or yeah there's there's a lot of things but once again they know how to craft a well well-made item uh and unique and that's the big thing is they really do know how to jazz things up Um uh, And their most recent games, you know, Mario Wonder and stuff like that really have proven. Uh, But yeah. All right. What else you got on the news?
1: Uh, So video game related, Discord laying off 17% of its workforce. They're saying that they did not come to the decision lightly, Um, uh, but it is one that we have conviction in to better serve our users, our business and our mission over the long term. Uh, this was by uh, CEO Jason Citroen uh, yeah so th- there's th- there's more but that's kind of the the crux of it kind of kind of weird um, I would have thought discord would have been doing maybe better than that but um, well I don't know like me and my friends use discord uh, oh. for tabletop gaming and a lot of other people um do too but i know tabletop gaming isn't like the main thing do you think that like they just don't have enough presence in video games or i don't know like what whatever else people would actually use uh for discord in order to maintain or do you think they'd overreached or you know what do you think
0: well see i'm that's the thing is i'm not actually sure how they make a lot of money on the side i mean other than like nitro subscriptions and stuff like that or uh i mean honestly uh they're a platform that I've never thought about paying money to. And I just get annoyed when I get pop-up ads uh, or the, you know, so much here's the new stuff you can potentially buy, but I've never needed anything like that from them. So for me, it's a, um, you know, it's like Skype or any other, the, um, you know, chat services. It's just like, I use you to talk and I'm not going to give you any money. (laughs) So, that's the thing is they don't have enough revenue coming in from the outside. Uh, you know, they're not doing, so it's kind of, I'm just kind of curious where the main revenue comes from.
1: Like, yeah, that's, that is a good point. I mean, until they, until all those services start charging kind of simultaneously, um, it is going to be pretty hard for anybody to really charge for it because, um, I, I will say discord is really great. It does, stuff a lot better than you know Skype and and all that stuff and there's a lot more features. But it is sort of like what are you really able to charge for that you that you could, you know, reasonably get away with. Um it seems like people in special communities, uh like YouTuber followings and different Twitch followings, they have their own Discords. That might like that would be a place where where you could maybe make some money, but I mean how many people really need to be in those communities um
0: oh you bring up but like said that goes back to the problem you brought up before unless if everyone does it you know simultaneously the moment you try to tear off your systems and be like hey uh you know for content creators uh joint like if you want your community to have uh, access to some other special features, uh, you're going to have to sign up to Discord Plus or Premium or whatever you call it, Platinum. Uh, but the moment you start charging for that stuff, some other competitor is going to be like, well, we offer that same thing. Maybe not as good, but we offer it for free. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's just going to jump ship.
1: Yeah, it is it is a weird problem. It's like, how do they make money? How do they make enough money? How do they expand? Um, I guess you just kind of keep in, in putting new tech and stuff like that. But uh, it is, it's sort of a weird thing. But th- th- they they do say in this article that that they grew quickly and expanded their workforce, increasing uh, five times since 2020. So maybe they just kind of overreached. Maybe they thought that they there was going to be more demand for it. Um, I, I imagine if they started really expanding in 2020 or 2021, those were you know COVID years. Maybe a lot more people online at home, and when that ended, uh, maybe a lot of Nitro subscriptions went the way of the dodo, and uh, they just uh, were like, Oh, we're not really making uh, enough new sales to merit the 17% of our workforce. Um, yeah, but yeah, I know a lot of
0: companies also said, Hey, uh, we're actually paying for an office, so COVID's more or less done with, you all get back to work, uh, and like I have i know a few people who have who signed up with companies because they're like yeah work from home uh, two or three days a week and then they're like yeah now you don't get to work from home that's just no longer a company policy uh that enough people uh abused it essentially or got caught not working uh so you know those people ruined it for everyone else but at the same time they're still paying for office power you know the the infrastructure so they're like this is just going to waste if no one's here um and they have to have an office to have like uh, companies to have to show have a facing uh, company to show. And then if all of a sudden someone comes to the office, why is it all why is the whole place empty or like half empty? It looks really bad. So that's kind of um, another thing. Mm-hmm. You have to have something to sell to show this is our team. You you can see all the people that would be helping you. Uh, so yeah, I can I can see that with everyone going back to the offices now, or at least a lot of people. Uh, you know the use of Discord probably plummeted quite a bit.
1: I think a hybrid system for you know for in-office versus at-home work is probably probably the best. Uh, at least you know after you're no longer a, a newbie in the industry that you're working in, um, I would be hard-pressed to go to a new job that didn't at least offer, you know, one day every certain period of of at-home work now because it's just like the everything's on a computer everything's over email and, and teams chat so it can all it can all be done from pretty much anywhere um at least the stuff that i do so you know like it's like that, that kind of thing just kind of getting off on that i just i just don't see a reason to have to go into the office like every single day it's not like it's not like i'm not going to do work but like Give me the work that you need me to do, and I'll get it done um if I can do laundry on my bathroom breaks, then you know that's that's that much better, so I don't have to do it on the weekend um anyway but yeah that's uh hopefully hopefully they'll continue to grow and they'll be able to get that that uh seventeen percent back and hopefully those people that got laid off be able to find something good um out there. I think there's probably plenty of uh jobs for people in the know. Um, next thing, uh, back to Nintendo, there's an audio firm named Altec Lansing, maker of speakers and headphones, that uh, that uh, basically said that um, Nintendo's next console would be releasing in September, but then they backtracked and said, oh, we're just guessing that it's going to release in September. Um, so, I th- so it seems like maybe somebody said something they weren't supposed to uh and then uh, the PR the PR at that company <laughs> woke up and uh decided to uh make a correction uh, but I mean it kind of makes sense. I thought we were supposed to get switched to um in March, but I guess that's not that's not the thing
0: or would, would... I'd never uh they've never confirmed anything.
1: I remember hearing Uh, spring that like, okay, it's going to be spring, but, uh, which I thought was weird, which is why I remembered it. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't ever confirmed. It was just like, yeah, that's seems what seems to be what the tea leaves are saying. But I I mean, but September actually makes, makes more sense to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, you kind of want it to be after the, um, the summer and you know, right in the fall. It'll bleed everyone dry you know create a fake you know fake shortage have everyone super amped and super hyped super stressed for the holiday season uh yeah i i no longer regret working retail uh, i've been through a couple of those things and i was there for the wii and stuff like that and i was just like i remember uh people trying to bribe you people trying to be like yeah you can find all the packages and you're, like, you're supposed to you're supposed, where are they you're supposed to get them on, like dude like, look at my back room. I will open the door. We don't have squat. Uh, I don't care what the like what your uh, package, you know, website says. We don't have anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's uh, I really dislike the way Nintendo handles their uh, their console releases, and they did the same thing with the uh, the Switch. Uh, they'll they'll create their artificial shortage for uh, the Switch 2. I mean. Uh, the only times that it ever helped them is what the uh the wii U i mean them just not having uh, a ton of backstock because therefore they just they're not sitting on storage but uh they know their stuff is going to sell they've known this you know since the wii uh they just unfortunately uh or you know it's it's a crummy business tactic but it works it's proven that if you make people think there's a shortage uh and people will buy it even if they don't want it just because they can find it i did that with my switch but also i was here i was in the states and i had no extra uh entertainment like i had a an old desktop uh at a family's house and like that was it i had no other gaming device and i just happened to be in a uh being a best buy and they happened to have one i'm like yeah all right i'm buying this (laughs) and that's i bought that and uh bought was it a legend of zelda and that's how come I put it so much time into it and I did everything I could in that original game. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done with Legend of Zelda from now on. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's like, they they know that that shortage tactic works uh, and they'll do it again. I mean, if they don't, uh, like, I will be amazed. I mean, I'll be willing to bet you like a steak dinner on the fact that they're going to make a, a fake shortage for uh, the Switch 2. guaranteed.
1: I guess that's why maybe I was a little bit low-key excited for a March release because it would be that much. It'd be six months uh, earlier or six months more. It would end whatever shortage that there's going to be six months earlier than, than a uh, September release. Cause you're right. There is going to be some sort of shortage in scarcity, um, and scarcity. Uh, and it's going to be a pain to get. So um, yeah, that's just one of those things I'm, I'm going to try to pre-order it as soon as I as soon as I can, um, pretty much no matter what my financial situation is like, because if nothing else, I can just sell it as soon as I get it for probably double. I would say, yeah, you, <laughs> you get
0: those bots, do this, do the scalper thing. I Gosh. mean, scalpers got really good during COVID, so uh, good luck on that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I probably won't be able to match this. I mean, I, I need to look into getting a scalper bot. Um, just not even for, not, I, I wouldn't even buy another one. I would just get one for myself. Um, I couldn't do that to other people. I couldn't scout. Fast
0: forward next, fast forward next next fall, and you're gonna have a stack of them behind stack you. Stack of switches behind
1: uh... <laughs> me. Mean, I can't get rid of these. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 10k in uh, debt. Um, yeah. Well, you know that. So, um, v- Video Games Chronicle is saying that they predicted, uh, or rather, that they said that um, development kits for Switch Two were in the hands of. Partner Studios and uh a launch expected in late 2024. So that lines up for September. Uh that's a perfect time to launch. September, maybe October, um, just in time for Christmas. And um I think that's probably fair, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, next thing and then uh Fortnite. Uh little note here, Fortnite. Uh, Playtime on consoles last month topped Call of Duty, EA Sports, uh, FC, uh, GTA 5, and, Roblo- and Roblox combined. So Fortnite is back. They're saying it's due to Season OG and new experiences like Fortnite Lego. Um, so people are back playing Fortnite. Um, not that I really care, but I thought I was like, oh, okay, Fortnite is uh, cool again, I guess
0: it's uh, to the to my knowledge it's never went away uh, i think
1: it was i think it was uh, languishing or languishing i think it was uh i think it was uh some of the the play time and all that stuff was was falling off for for a good little while there i don't, I don't remember how long but i remember kind of hearing hey well, people aren't really playing fortnite as much anymore um but i figured they'd be back sooner or later a, big, a game that big is uh not going to be gone for very long
0: All right, what else you got?
1: Uh, more Nintendo. This is the last Nintendo, I promise. Uh, this is interesting to me. I did never play these games. Um, Golden Sun, uh, the two Golden Sun RPGs are coming to Switch Online, uh, which is very cool. I remember when these came out, um, I think I was in late middle school, or early high school. I think it might, it might have been early high school. And one of my friends, yeah, I was high school. Um, a friend of mine was like, Hey, this golden sun game is really cool. I was like I don't play, like, I don't have a game boy advance. I don't play game boy games anymore. I barely, I barely play regular games anymore. So I don't care. But he was like, no, this game is really, really good. And I was like, all right. Um, and since then I have, uh, I have looked into it a little bit. I watched a couple of YouTube videos on kind of the, the glories of golden sun. Um, and it, it looks pretty cool. I, I, uh, I don't have switch online. But this is one of those games, along with some of the old Nintendo, Super Nintendo games, that would pique my interest and uh, make me possibly uh, subscribe for a time. But yeah, uh, d- d- Joe, did you ever play these?
0: Yeah, I still have my copies upstairs. Uh, so I have the originals on the Advance. Uh, I think I end up having, I think I have two of the strategy guides. Uh, I happen to have an extra copy because back in the day when... Uh, working at GameStop long ago, uh, people would end up selling their strat guides, but we didn't take them in for the what the titles were. They were just like generic strat guides for like a couple bucks. So every now and then we'd get stuff like that or like a, uh, an, uh, other old RPGs. And we're like, I'm just going to buy this because it's only a few bucks. And why not have a second? Like, I think I have a second copy of the Pokemon uh, strat guide and my original one because i'm a nerd i'd never used the stickers in the back for all the original 150 mm. and so i have one like pristine and the other one is the one i had for um uh, uh, that was all like used and battered so i'm like all right cool uh but i have a lot of old strategy guides that way uh but yeah golden sun was an amazing game had uh i remember the first one i don't think i ever i got to the last tower. And then i never got to finish it and so therefore i never touched the second one it's it's still in a, probably still in the original box Oh, dang. um yeah it's just uh, it was really good it's just uh i forgot what what caught me up i think i was missing something and uh. back then i always i had to 100 things like uh and i wasn't using i, I had this track guide and i actually didn't use it because i remember uh like one of the puzzles was something you have to find and it's one of those things that's not not quite obvious and it takes you a little bit and once you once you figure the trick you're like oh that was it you know it's but i remember having to double back through a large portion of the game to find the missing thing that i like i needed to continue uh, but honestly the game is amazing i really liked it for back what it was like um and back then yeah the game the game Boy advance was just such a great uh great game for all those old um uh, you know, like pixel art uh, or you know, pixel style RPGs. And I just absolutely loved it. It was one of my favorite handhelds, full stop. Uh, the Game Boy Advance SP specifically, because it had the clamshell design. It fit in a bag. You didn't have to worry about scratching up the screen. It was a really decent form factor and you can get a decent like grips for them. Uh, yeah, I actually, because of my Game Boy Advance, I liked it so much. I have the, um, I have the mod or the the add-on to your GameCube where you can just, you um, plug it in, like, you screw it to the bottom of your GameCube, and you can play your Game Boy Advance games on your GameCube. Uh, Yeah, Golden Sun, totally worth the time, I think, and I don't think it's that as long, like, like I think it's a reasonable time. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's nothing crazy, it's not like the old Final Fantasies or anything like that. It was, it was meant for, it's a Game Boy Advance game, it was meant to be a little easier, uh, and it's not meant to be crazy in depth, like, like the old super nintendo rpgs um so i think it's very very approachable uh but i don't know yeah i never played the the third game in the installment um it was like uh because it was golden sun uh the sequel was like golden sun lost arc it's it's like the second half of the story um and then it was um they came out with one years later like um late aughts I think Um, either 09 or 2010 and that one I didn't I never touched so okay Um, yeah as far as uh, Nintendo Online uh, I mean if they can't I mean I I hope they bring this game to like PC (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll buy it on Steam Um, I was going to say uh,
1: how much is Nintendo Online uh, right now do you know I'm looking it up but
0: I, I I did the family plan for a few years and some friends and I, I just had my all my friends jump on for like a handful of years. We barely played it, uh, played anything together. And so we're like, yeah, all right, we're done. So I stopped paying for it. But if you buy a memory card, I know a lot of the memory Nintendo branded memory cards will come for like a year for free. Oh, um, dang. Okay. So, so it's really reasonable. You get like a one, I think 128 or 256 memory card and you get a free year of online. Like you can get them at like, you know, uh Amazon or Target or something like that.
1: Oh, okay. You think they still have those?
0: Uh they did as of two years ago. So uh yeah.
1: Well that's okay. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now and yeah there's two tiers. There's a twenty dollar a year and a fifty dollar a year, which isn't bad even at fifty for an individual. Um but that's uh,
0: right the fifty the fifty includes um like Sega Genesis games and I think maybe some Nintendo 64. So 64
1: Uh, is where that starts, and then Game Boy Advance, uh, and then there's a bunch of other kind of like I don't really know, like Mario Kart Deluxe, Animal Crossing, Splatoon 2, Sega Genesis. Uh, Okay, so so Sega Genesis is in there too, but but yeah, so 50 bucks a year, that's less than ten dollars a month, or that's less than uh, you know, that's like less than six dollars a month, I guess. Um, So not not too bad at all um, really, but they're really not giving you all that much, but still, I mean, if you need to catch up on those old games and uh, there's a kind of a long, long list of stuff uh, when you add it all up, that is pretty decent. Um, and then, and then it's $80 a year for the expansion pack for the family plans. So um, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. You could share with, with, with a bunch of people. I think, Family plans are, are pretty cool for for um most most stuff. It's like it's kind of a nice little gift that you can give people. Um
0: That's pretty much what I did is um because of during the um the fall season we have quite a few friends who are uh October, November birthdays. And that's exactly I'm like all you guys like I had the family plan. Here's here's the inf- give me your information, we will sign you all up and that's you know, they wrote on that one, like I said, for a couple of years and it was nice to have some of the the old Nintendo. This is we stopped before the um, the expansion came up or the uh, the upgraded path before Sega Genesis games and stuff. So it was just Nintendo Super Nintendo, and it was fun. Uh, we did a little bit of Mario Kart, and uh, I forget like one or two other things, but it was just yeah. We really hardly ever used it, and uh, after my second year ended, I'm like I'm just not going to renew it, uh, and no one seemed to no one ever really seemed to care. Yeah, you're uh, kind of done with the Switch uh, as
1: it is anyway. So it seems like it seems like it's probably the 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 smart thing for you because it just wasn't really doing it for
0: you anymore. I think the Switch Two, when that comes out, they'll they'll have better like uh, integration for like uh, wireless devices, headphones, stuff like that. Uh, Because when you know, I think a lot of their 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 gaming infrastructure will should be a lot better. At least you hope Uh, um you you would expected them to have that set up for the switch but for some reason they're you know they're always behind on that stuff so yeah uh, but they should have learned from their mistakes and that way you don't have to comfortably use third-party apps in order to communicate like discord i I mean Uh, it's
1: (laughs) not going to be as good as like ps5 or anything like that it's it's just definitely not but if it's as bad as the switch one then it, that would be egregious. I, I'm sure it'll be better. I, like I, I'm, I'm with you, but, but, uh, but man, I, I have, I, I am, I am pessimistic that it will be. You know, anything that we would actually be okay with, it's probably going to be pretty, pretty meh. Um, I don't know how they're going to screw it up, but I know that that it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be great because Nintendo just doesn't really do those kind of things very well. Okay.
0: Yeah. Anything else that
1: you got? Oh, yeah. A um, couple of things we can run through here. Konami's Rocket Knight and uh, Felix the Cat Games are getting modern re-releases. So that's kind of cool. I'm just kind of wondering. I mean, Konami does stuff every once in a while. And it's like, oh, they're still a game company. You know, they've been making games again for a little while. Um, and it's just nice to see that, uh, that the company that makes a lot of those old good games is still... Trying, different things and stuff like that. Because for a long time we were worried that they were just going to quit making games.
0: Um, but if you look at their recent uh, re-release of uh, Metal Gear, and that's kind of hot trash in a lot of ways. You're, in fact, you're better off in a lot of ways playing the, uh, was it the Xbox 360, um, uh, or the Xbox like the that collection? Yeah. Um. So that's kind of messed up. The they did come out with. I remember them re-releasing, uh, Rocket Knight a while ago. Uh, I would say like, shoot, it was like also like maybe early 2010s. Yeah. Uh, and I was a huge Rocket Knight's fan for the Sega Genesis forever ago. Um, uh, but Felix the Cat, like, who remembers Felix the Cat? I mean. I, th- I, I
1: I remember playing Felix the Cat. Uh I remember it not being uh particularly good, but I remember I was also a very small child, so it could have been great and I just wouldn't have understood it. Um I, I I don't know. Like obviously Konami is not the company that we want them to be, but a pulse that any type of pulse is better than than nothing, which is what we were pretty, I mean, I don't know about you, but a lot of a lot of uh People, myself included, were like, "Hey, this company may just—they just may not make games anymore. They have no—that it's not lucrative for them, you know. They have more money in other places, and it just—it was just really sad. These kind of things make me think, okay, we might, in a couple years or maybe a decade, there might be a, a resurgence. Or we might get another good Metal Gear or another good—I um, don't know, whatever else Konami makes." Um, it's just, it's just like something to point out. Okay. Well, they're still kicking.
0: So you we will see is all I got to say about that, because honestly, um, uh, they might be better off just being dead. Uh, and, uh, if they keep on coming out with re- releases and like making subpar crap of their old property, it's going to be like uh, that.
1: It's, I mean, it's, it's like, that's just going to happen. Um, That, that I think is like, yeah, that's not great and I'm not going to go buy it, but at least shows that they are trying and they're thinking about games.
0: Whereas not, that is the exact opposite. If you're, if you come out with the Metal Gear Master Collection and it's, it is worse than your like original things that you're trying to remake, uh, it comes out as a worse frame rate and it's coming out spotty as hell. You, that is not how you, um, what that shows is it shows that you have IP and you're going to milk people's nostalgia and the ignorant people out there who are like, I remember playing that game and don't follow any news media or anything like that. Don't look at really reviews. And you're like, I just remember liking it uh, forever ago on a, since a, a console that I no longer own. Yeah, I'll buy that. And then they get ripped off, you know, uh, usually your hope is the people then those kind of people then won't realize that it's not running like, Something feels off, but maybe it's just because it's an old game. They don't actually remember it playing worse than they originally had it as. But yeah, that's that's just a money grab and that's not any sign of good faith. Um it's, not, know, a go- it's off- not
1: like a good thing for the company to do, but there there is a future for that is what I'm trying to say. Like if they just Pawning stop making if they just stop making games, then like you're never gonna get Then like you're never gonna get a Metal Gear, good or bad. You're never gonna get uh, um, Silent Hill. I mean like like that's coming back. They're they're trying. It's not great. I'm not gonna buy any of it if it's not good. Um, But it's better than like it shows that they're they're at least trying to make something more than a pachinko machine. Uh, and if so I think that's die, something
0: then you can at least sell the properties separate and then you can buy then someone else can buy all the cards but they're not uh, but
1: but they're not I mean it would be it would be great if they sold their IP it, like that's probably the best of all of all worlds if they sold it to Capcom or to, to Nintendo Nintendo or, or somebody else that would be the best possible world but they're not going to do that um and they're not and I'm pretty sure that they're not in any danger of insolvency or bankruptcy or anything like that because they have pachinko machines and they have the other stuff that they have in Japan.
0: So Yeah, the gyms. The, gyms. the flat out gym, the, the actual, yeah. Uh, no, they they do a lot of, they have a lot of other things. Um your only hope is someone to buy their gaming division uh because that would be the best outcome. Yeah. You're absolutely happen, right about though. that. And you know, and they're not smart enough unfortunately to uh to have the you know, to have the right teams take their property at least not they have at least what they've shown so far now yeah silent hill i think will be the big uh the big one coming up Mm -hmm. where if they can do that property right then that'll show that they actually have a future but if they don't um i mean the thing is you don't need silent hill anymore they've that that's kind of been run into the ground the last handful of games have not been well they had a bunch of bad ones yeah um i mean everyone's running off the nostalgia of one two and three that is primarily and some people have really good uh memories of room i had one or two key moments that were just awesome uh but other than that yeah silent hills not really good property anymore i absolutely adore the original handful of games um and then i bought i have a bunch that i actually really wish i hadn't bought you know but that is what it is uh you know they don't know how to run that system. And the closest thing, you know, everyone was so hyped about PT uh, that fell through, uh, with you know, Kojima stepping yeah, out. And rough. you don't. The thing is, you don't need Silent Hill anymore because there's other as far as a horror game goes. Uh, you've got a lot of good, you know, like things that can easily take its place. Uh, so it just shows that, you know, especially with a lot of people who have that nostalgic memory, they're like, well, I can make my own thing, make it better. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you know we don't need to be tied to a name anymore. Uh, granted, we all—that's how we everyone talks about av- games nowadays, anyways. All right, what's the boilerplate? Oh, this is like this and that. Okay, ro- Roger that. Okay, mm-hmm. you know this is like. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, Rocket Knight, like I said, those are those are weird IPs that are really safe. But I feel like most people don't know Rocket Knight at all. I like Rocket Knight because I'm that was I was a Sega kid um after nintendo i went sega and then i actually went to uh, playstation uh then afterwards i got a super nintendo because another friend got a playstation and said here you want my my super nintendo and all these games i'm like sure mm-hmm. um and that's how i got into jrpgs uh you know that and final fantasy 7 so yeah that's that's kind of it and konami is I don't. I'm not. I'm not hopeful. I'm not even remotely hopeful. I'm. I'm expecting it to fail, and I'm expecting it to ruin more IPs. Uh, that's exactly where I stand on that one.
1: Yeah. All right. So last couple of things. Uh, mini console based on Atari 400 has been announced. I don't really care about the Atari, but I thought that was interesting. Rebel Wolves appoints CD Projekt Red veteran as creative director. Um, so yeah, we'll see if that guy can do creative directing at a new game studio. Um, maybe they'll make something cool. What's he done before? I don't know, but he's at CD Project Red, so probably Witcher or something like that. Um, if he's if he's going in as a creative director, it means he has a lot of experience, so he's probably around for Witcher three at least, and maybe Cyberpunk. Maybe he runs Cyberpunk. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so maybe maybe uh, Rebel Wolves is about to crash and burn. But uh, so that was that was a little piece of news. Maybe watch out for Rebel Wolves. Might be doing something good in the future. And then uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. um, Apparently, pretty good game. Uh, Video Games Chronicle gave it a four out of five stars. Um, I haven't really seen what else uh, it's gotten, but uh, I kind of had my eye on that game early on. Um, It's $50, which is more than I want to spend on something that's not Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Uh, So... probably pass but anyway that's that's um that's all that's all the quick news for me i think joe you had two little pieces of news here
0: yeah so i don't know if you had a chance uh you're talking about the last uh podcast how you're kind of interested in the uh, the tekken coming out at the end of the month um so tekken 8 had uh, officially uh they released a um the official story so far and it's uh, a it's a five minute thing that's presented by brian cox uh he's uh i remember him best from like x-men he played um striker uh in x-men 2 okay uh but he like long storied history of um uh voice acting and or some, you know some voice acting but a lot of acting you know, roles but this, this uh, that's how i know him most as but yeah it's literally just explaining the, the story of um Hihachi, uh Kazuha and jin just all three of them and their whole family history up until from tekken 1 to 7 uh and it's great it's actually really well done uh it's kind of funny though because um he has this like once you see it you can't unsee it uh so the outfit he's wearing is pretty nice except for the fact that his um his jacket every they the way they edited that there was there was someone who was not keeping continuity because every now and then it'd cut to him and his jacket would be open and then the other times it would be top button buttoned up and it was not a flattering look for him to have that button uh buttoned up like that mm. and it's just like the, that and the fact that like said you'd cut back to him so like time and time again and he'd be like unbutton button unbutton button like all right uh that kind of like I, I just noticed that because I was like dude that looks weird and then I'm like now that looks bad <laughs> just like continuing but no the actual presentation of the whole thing it got me pretty hyped for eight. I I'm mean, like, just looking at it like this is really well done having someone like this give it straight I mean and it was pretty funny. I was like if you got five minutes just look it up uh it's pretty it's pretty good uh the, the last thing here is just a little bit of um, another gaming crossover so alan wake uh our favorite writer uh is actually going to be in uh dead by daylight as a new survivor uh coming in on on the 30th of this month so uh, i don't know if you ever got a chance to play uh dead by daylight Uh, it was i i had a a little bit a little bit during uh the pandemic i played a handful of it for like a handful of months like i think maybe six months i got really into it um and it's a good game. Uh it's it's uh, one of the few games that I played with uh I played online with a bunch of strangers. You don't have to speak to anyone about it or anything like that. And they've just continually added uh new survivors, new villains. They have all the like all the main horror staples. Um I think back when I played, it was still uh Mike Myers was still the uh the OP broken villain. Uh and Whenever someone if you were playing as him or if you were being stalked, the music would start kicking in. Um and it was pretty funny. It was pretty good. But yeah, they have everyone from uh they I think they have like Nick Cage just joined the roster as well as yeah, a Survivor. I
1: remember hearing about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So they've they've really gone the extra mile. Uh, but Alan Wake, it kind of fits in a lot of ways too. Like that that little trailer is pretty pretty good. Um so um, it's not it's not uh, enough for me to get back into the game. I've, you know, I've ducked out and been out for, for like at least uh, almost two years, but it was still really entertaining. So yeah, I'm just kind of, I just finally like of all the crossovers, I wasn't expecting it, but it does fit. So
1: yeah, that definitely makes sense uh, for Alan Wake to be in there. I'm glad that they decided to, to sign him up for that. That'll be, that'll be fun. I never played it. I watched a streamer play it uh, for, for a little while there. Um, so I am familiar with some of the stuff that, that goes on in that game. But yeah, I never, I never jumped into it, but I'm glad I'm, I'm, I, it seemed good. It's been around for years. Um, so it's got a loyal following.
0: It's just really funny. Cause lore wise, I mean, or like mechanics game wise, like when you come from, especially from Alan Wake one, where you're firing up so many generators. And that's that's the whole point of the game in um oh, yeah, that's know, true, uh, yeah. dead by daylight. <laughs> you fire up generators, and then when you, you get enough of those things, then you make a dash dash for the door, and you open the door, and you run away out of the level. That is how you play that game.
1: That would be <laughs> a really good spot for jokes uh, to to like to pop up um, between Alan Wake two generators and uh, and uh, Dead by Daylight. Oh yeah, that's fun.
0: All right. Well. Alright, let's get to what we've been playing. Um so speaking of Alan Wake, uh, I actually got around to uh the game on uh PlayStation. And yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And then I rolled into the final draft and I finished that as well. So wow. I kinda went in all in. Yeah, it's how many hours
1: done. did it take you to uh do that after uh I guess the final draft. How many hours did it take you?
0: uh the final one uh, that took me i want to say like 18 20 um i still so the thing is there there isn't a whole lot of new there's enough new things to keep things interesting there's um some new pages that are aren't really that hidden so like that's the nice part is like you're finding more manuscript pages and they're not really off the beaten path some of them are like dead set in front of you yeah and then they add a few um a few new videos uh for uh, uh on Alan's side. So I don't know if you remember in the base game, there is uh, a couple TVs that you don't actually get to, you start to see something and then you go there and they kind of flicker out.
1: I think I saw and that one. I, with I think the, I remember seeing like once. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's one in the very beginning when you, when you're at the uh, movie studio or the TV studio and it's like behind the, um uh the makeup stands. There's just, you know, it's just a static TV. You kind of go there, it flickers. Uh, and then in the hotel, you can you actually see um, Casper Darling uh, from Control for a hot moment. And then you go up to it and then just kind of like he messes with the TV and then it just goes static. Well, the Darling bits, there's actually two. Of, no, I'm not spoiling anything. There's, there's just two of them. Uh, and if you know where they are in the base game, you go to them. You can actually there's something there's a treat for you. Um, there is, a, according to the list. There is supposed to be a second Night Springs uh thing. And now I've heard miss mixed uh reviews, like mixed things about like, oh, that night spring isn't gonna is uh missing content, I guess. But uh you know, there's the one trailer you find um of Warlandor, and then there's supposed to be a second there's a list, there's an empty spot for number two. So I'm not sure. I wasn't able to find it. Uh you know, you find a couple extra um uh, you know, little talking bits for Alan Wake as well, and yeah, the the ending has a few extra things for you as well. Uh, so it's it's actually nice. I was happy I did it. Um, they even cut. Uh, I only noticed one normal cutscene that they altered as well. Um, so it was uh, like I said. I just don't want to spoil anything for you because I know you're you just start, you know you were just playing the beginning of it, but you've been you know, you needed to take a break from the game. Because uh, you yeah. got rolled in from Alan Wake remastered to Alan Wake two, uh, a
1: lot of a lot of uh, remedy, a lot of remedy. Oh, games. and
0: control! You did control and DLC in between. Yep. So, yeah.
1: uh, so yeah. Uh, so I I did start on it a little bit and I uh, just beat Nightingale. Um, You played it on Nightmare, right? Like that's how you that's how you got the the platinum. Um.
0: No, actually, you don't have to play. uh, You get the platinum bef- you, without playing Final Draft. Okay. So, you oh. do not need to play the final draft to get the platinum. Uh in fact, it kind of it kind of sucks because there's like one it's uh the platinum, I think one silver trophy and the rest which are like uh 60 something trophies are all bronze. Yeah, I there's no that. gold. And I'm like some of them like I understand a lot of the bronze ones are like just completing the chapter automatic. But some of the things for collecting the entirety of something or completing the entirety of the nursery rhymes or something like that. Um, I feel like some of those deserve to be a gold uh, or at least more silver awards. I'm not sure how that works on on the back end for like Sony and such. I think they have uh, to
1: apply and approve. I know there's some really egregious plats and golds out there, but like, but I mean, I think for a game like Alan Wake, that is 25 to 30 hours, just kind of run straight through. Uh, I think that deserves, glad I got a plat. I think it deserves a plat. I think it deserves at least one gold. And maybe two silvers, and then the rest bronze. But you know, even for what's there, I think that's probably you could probably fit that in fairly. It's just kind of silly that there's not a single gold in the game. But whatever.
0: Yeah, uh and like I honestly uh it would have been nice if they added like I know it's difficult to add a DLC or like the free add-on and then add an upgrade like to some a trophy or two because I think like Spider-Man d- did that and such. They might they'll probably add new stuff within the actual DLC, the official DLC that comes out. Um now we yeah, we kind of talked a little bit off like not on the show about uh the game and how our kind of our, our thoughts and you know, about the main portion, but I'll wait until um we fin- you you finish the final draft and we can go heavily into that. But it's it's more or less the, the two pieces of DLC which is already li- mentioned. I think it was what um it wasn't uh I'm trying to remember one is Night Springs and I can't remember the other one now. It's is it Lake House? Uh, I think the other one might be yeah I think the other one might be Lake House. I can't remember. Um see so having I've played this game now three times. If you uh once on PC all the way through, uh once on PS5 and then the final draft. And um, you
1: should know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the if if it is Lake House, like I'm like I'm trying to remember, um, uh, the I'm wondering if it's I'm kind of curious if it's gonna be the kind of what happens to Estevez, um, uh, the the member of uh, the FBC. Uh-huh. Uh, I wonder if it's like because she makes the offhanded comment of, like, you know, uh, it, Jesse or not Jesse, um, Jesse Faden's from Control. But the when Saga asks, "What about backup?" You know, at one point she goes, "We were the backup. Uh, we, us, and our lake and the lake house, um, completely overrun. I barely got out of there myself." And oh. there, there is a a bit in the Alan Wake portion where if you go to a train car and you ty- and you put in one of the scenarios uh, you'll hear Estevez voice over the walkie talkie. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's like, that's the, you know, there's a little bit in there. So I'm like, all right, I'm wondering if it's maybe what happened to her during that event, possibly, or well, you could just, I was going to say, I'm trying i trying to figure out story-wise. You know? I just know
1: that, that, that actress is, is not super famous, but she's fairly famous and she did a really good job uh, with her lines um, in, in, in the game. So, Uh, with a like a tidbit like that and kind of knowing that she's a bit more of a well-known more well-known actress it makes sense that you would have uh that you would play as her um pretty much as like a saga clone uh but at the lake house that'd be pretty cool i'd be i'd be in for that that sounds that sounds really awesome um but you're probably right it probably is going to be a lake house um kind of backstory uh flashback to what happened there
0: yeah and yeah, it's very slight spoilers uh but I like I said I think uh night springs is going to be about you know a uh, warland and at one point towards the end of the you know this isn't really this isn't a spoiler they just it's just kind of a a theory or a hint uh or at least I feel like it, it is is Saga uh opens a door and it kind of does a spinning camera angle and you see stars which yeah. is reminiscent of the Twilight Zone or um night springs right uh so I think that might be like a good spot for them to cut into uh, the whole uh, night Springs aspect. And they, they allude to night Springs a couple times throughout the show, through, through some of the, um, or through the game, through some of the writing and manuscript pages. So I'm um, I, like, I said that one could be saga entering that it could be Alan as well. Uh, but I think that'd be, I can see it focusing mostly on saga and her storyline. Um, But the lake house, I'm just—I'm kind of curious how they're going to do that one, or if it's like maybe an after-the-fact thing. Um, You really should finish. Uh, It's like there's there's a couple key key things that are fun, and like I said, most of the people like when I tried finding lists of anything of like oh, what has been all added from the final draft, a lot of people, for example, skipped over the um, uh, would skip over the Darling Casper Darling videos. And almost no one mentioned the second one, um, and so you know when the you know it's like keep your eyes out for healed for those um, hints is there at the hotel, yeah, um, you know, and so just you know because at that point you want to kind of speed run, you're like yeah I know I know how things are going, uh, but I still checked a lot of things out, and I still I, think I, I missed like one or two things. Well, uh, I want to get I,
1: everything. I upfront. just I want to get everything and then just watch it. I don't want to really piecemeal it i want to get everything and then just kind of peel through it like like uh, as like uh, after i'm done with with um with collecting it um i don't know if that's the best way to do it or
0: you can't you can't actually do that then because you have to or you have to at least make sure you have it save a hard save beforehand because if you're going based on autosaves or if you hard save too far late um there's no way to actually look back in a lot of things because yeah. yeah. if you try to look at alan wake's at the very end, there's a bit with Alan Wake okay. walking, like walking. And if you try to go into, you can't go to his mind place. You cannot access. So if you have, if your last hard save is there, you cannot access any of his things.
1: All right. Well, um, I'll have to play it slower than I've I've been skipping through some of the dialogue, but it's all, I've only been skipping through the dialogue that I know about. But I'm gonna have to. I guess I'll have to start playing it more normally um, again. But uh, I'm, just yeah, gonna, like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep the, jumping back in, j- jumping in and out. Um, I just. I need to play something else. Uh, in the, in the meantime, I just really, I want to play something dumber, something dumber than Alan Wake.
0: They, they do a straight up control reference in one of the main cutscenes. Like Damn. there was a little, it was a little easy. Like that was like, it was one of those things they did that. And the, you know, they showed door, which was previously like a, not there thing. They splice it in. I was like, Oh, that was not, that was unexpected. You know, that those little tidbits were nice. Um, ending totally worth it uh worth the playthrough, i i feel but then again i um i ended up i think i died twice in nightmare mode against uh, nightingale Mm -hmm. even knowing what was up uh but then everything else was pretty smooth sailing um though i was pretty uh don't don't try to collect everything again if you have that like collector's mentality or if you want to try to have that perfect like i want to have the entire board done oh don't do it Physically impossible at this time uh, because I was trying to collect all the chests, the um, the stash, the cult stashes. Oh, physically can't do it because when you go to pick up, uh, there's a there's one in watery early on, and there's a weapon in it. That chest is already open, it has the indicator on my map saying there is a weapon in that chest, but the chest is already open; it's empty. You can't interact with it, and so therefore, it is com- it will always Locked be blank. Oh. And if that's the case you can't collect them all and therefore you can't unlock get the thing to unlock the other thing. Uh I'm trying to still be vague. <laughs> but yeah, so okay. you you can't do that in in the final draft, which kind of the moment I realized that I'm like, all right, then if I can't do those kind of things and I already have all the extra collections, I still did a lot of the uh nursery rhymes. Uh yeah. but then I was just like, uh, you know, you and you end up getting your inventory full of mugs. And I'm like, all right, well at this at one point I just uh, found a single dude in the middle of the woods let him murder me and i burned through the mugs that's like i, I kept on equipping the mug as he was beating me to death okay. and then to free up inventory space Dang. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> brutal because you because you, you can't there's no discard charm function like, yeah you, know, you have to, you have to keep it or break it like at least let them stack because if you had them stacked, that'd be awesome and just have one stack of like five. Um, yeah. But I mean, granted it wouldn't, it doesn't make sense logically if you're having a charm bracelet and it fits three items Um, to have one item, have a stack of things on top of
1: anything it. that's, that's expendable should be re gettable. Even if it's difficult to get it, it should be re Cause it's like, well, you're never going to use that until you absolutely have to, to get through a part. I don't know.
0: I thought that, that's just sort of well. I, like I said, I was just running out of inventory space because my, like I said, my my brain goes, yeah, I have to, do, I want to do that. I want to, I I'd like to see my full like case case closed, the whole you know thing filled out. And yeah. there were still a number of files that I could not get, just like in the main game, uh, like you'd see like the Andersons' faces or something like that. I'm like, all right, so I'm hoping in the DLC they'll give you whatever you need to fill it, or I'm somehow missing it and. Uh, there's a slight possibility, but I still think, I don't think that's correct. I don't know. Uh, I have not seen anyone do like a perfect run or anything, and I haven't done enough research into it, but I was, like I said, I, I played this game a lot. I really do like it so much easier on the PlayStation, uh, just using the controller. Uh, and I, the, visually it's better for me cause I'm playing it on an old, even though it's old an OLED TV from like 2018 or something. Yeah. So No VRR support or nothing, but it just visually looks way better than my monitor. Uh, Color, the contrast and the HDR is awesome. Yeah. So I I was, you know, I'm happy. I'm also happy to be done with it for now. Uh, I'm excited about DLC and I'd like to see where it goes from here. Uh, But yeah, that was one of the, that was my big thing. I did that. That's how I celebrated the new year uh like january 1 i think i got the platinum because i had everything pretty much set up and then then the preceding like week i was like okay i gotta finish the final draft uh knock that out and i was pretty pretty stoked about it that's awesome Um, yeah and then since i had some little more free time uh i dipped into a game that you one of the few games that you beat last year and that was a hogwarts legacy uh i had it for a while but it was just sitting on my shelf, Like I had b- checked it out from the library, but I was like, I need to finish Alan Wake. I need to do all this stuff. And so I got about eight to 10 hours into it uh, before I had to return it. And I did almost nothing in that game. Uh, I did a lot of just exploration. Yeah. And a lot of just eight to 10. Yeah. Eight to 10 hours. Did a lot of in, like finding things. And uh, I think I ended up, it's like, yeah, you want to eventually it's like, you want to go to herbology class recommended level three and i'm like i'm level 17 i think i got this
1: <laughs> yeah that game is uh really it's surprisingly fun i mean i guess we knew it was gonna be pretty good but it um it, it is just a good time there's the the combat is all right um it's not amazing but it's it's, it's pretty dang good and um there's like the, it's all voice acted really well and all the backgrounds and all the little things they can have you do and collect. It's it's a good little game, man. Um, I, I really, I really enjoyed my time with that, uh, quite a bit. Um, I think I rushed through that kind of to get, that was kind of early on in the year. Uh, but I feel like I rushed through that to get to either Zelda or Diablo or something else. It was coming out soon. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'll be, uh, um, I've actually kind of had a hankering to play it again, but, um, I'm, I'm not going to, cause there's other things that I would like to play and need to play more. Um, but, uh, it did, it has come back in my mind, uh, again, recently, apart from, from you talking about playing it and wanting to play it, um, it is, it is a good game.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just, there was the only thing I think like we really would change is the, yeah, the combat is a little wonky. It's a lot of stance dancing kind of thing, like, okay, this color, you know, like you match, you know, color to color to break shields. And it's, it's it reminds me of a like a worse version of um something like Ghost of Tsushima at least, you know, like a certain mm-hmm. enemy types, you're like, okay, you know, instead of having different enemy types, you just have them de- depicted by enemy colored shields. Um But outside of that, that was like you know, I wish they kinda explained a little bit more of the um uh, there's a, was it a uh, revelio spell to reveal like hidden objects or uh, I kind of wish it lasted longer. And it yeah. like, I wish it also like doing that. triggered. Yeah. yeah. And I wish it triggered the, um, the, the pages. Like you find, you find, uh, information about things everywhere. I am standing right next to it, but my camera is not facing directly at it. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't go off. But then I turn one, I turn like 90 degrees looking at it. And then I use it. I can see it, a pop up, but then it fades. The reason why is because I'm standing two steps behind, two steps too far back. So I have to step up right in front of this like ghost page. Do it again, and then it pops up. Then I can actually collect it. I'm like, no. If I'm in the vicinity, it should automatically pop, and it should say, "Hey, it's right here, dude." I do remember um, some
1: annoying like camera stuff and revelio stuff, having to yeah. You were you you constantly it.
0: spam that button, yeah. and I'm like, this is uh there's so many micro things to collect but because of that i like said i got i leveled up so hardcore (laughs) at the beginning of that game and they're just dropping loot that i'm like i shouldn't i feel like i shouldn't be getting this but like yeah legendary armor of like or like and of your level because it all scales it seems yeah so i was like you know 13 like legendary 13 defense you know thing and i'm like okay i'm literally in the like not even like the first two classes of the game and yet you're giving me this legendary armor i'm like that feels kind of broken but okay uh i did i did enjoy some of the puzzles trying to figure them out early on um and then i realized i like what the door one of the doors was um just a numbers trick and so I, I literally stood there like trying to figure out um there's two there's a question mark block that you have to spin and there's there's a double question mark block and you're, there's like a little math problem And I'm like, it took me a long time, but I'm like, all right, I finally figured out how to do this. Turns out there's an actual another door that just, you find a loose page and like, here's the equation. Like here's uh, like, I like line for line, the thing you need to know. And it's a short, it's a cheat sheet. And I'm like, dang it. (laughs) If I had that cheat sheet earlier, I would have been able to unlock these doors way sooner. But instead I had to, I literally stood there, um, counted out the spaces in the door, looked at the triangle problem and I'm like, all right, there has to it has to miss, make sense, and I was like, okay, I found out that what I made my mistake on, but it took me like 15, 20 minutes to to do to figure it out. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Um. <laughs> other than that, like I like said, the, the actual the, the step, like I love movement speed in that game. It's great. Um. Uh, especially
1: you can get places quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially after moving from Alan Wake to uh, um, you know, like because Alan Wake is like your your run speed i'm always trying to double like tap down because something's chasing me i'm like run faster and, like your standard what like movement speed in this game is faster than alan wakes run speed as and then also you're like you hit the thumbstick and you're like oh you are sprinting now like full on I'm, like this is nice because that's a huge castle <laughs> and it really does take some time to get through it yeah so the map co- sucks the map is like to to click on the different like yeah. shortcuts Like that was the map
1: does kind of suck. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool when you really start to get to know the castle and you know where you are, where you need to go, and how you need to get there. Um, it does take a while, but once you kind of have that, you're like, okay, this is pretty cool. It feels like, I don't know, like if you went to a big high school, like I did. It takes it takes a couple. It takes like a week or two to to really get familiar with like the whole grounds. But like once you do, I don't know. You have a, a sense of control over the world, and that's a that's a cool little feeling that they that they're able to do that uh, in that game. But yeah,
0: what house did you play as?
1: Hufflepuff. Okay, that's what people say that um, I am, and that's and that's what people. That's one of the I've done a couple of those like which house are you kind of things, and Hufflepuff is the one I end up in mostly yeah the, the i the just I... gryffindor just irritates me and slytherin mm-hmm. also kind of irritates me
0: so all right um i i agree with you on that um the i what i so what i did was um when i found i i watched uh it was like a uh easter egg video by one of the developers and like well, like they seem to favor Slytherin, and then when I saw I had remember seeing a different trailer where you can use a you know um, one of the like forbidden arts. I'm like, oh, you can use dark arts in here, like real bad stuff. I'm like, and the the developer dude seemed to really be favoring Slytherin. I'm like, all right, looks like Slytherin is the way to go. <laughs> like yeah. that's kind of like canonically. I'm like, I think this is I think this is the right vibe. And well,
1: I, uh, I happen to see a spoiler that Ravenclaw has the fewest. I don't know if they buffed that in patches or whatever but Ravenclaw had the fewest um like uh house goals and house um activities or whatever so I was like okay well definitely not Ravenclaw
0: I, and that's the thing is I actually thought Ravenclaw would be smart like a good thing but I saw on Reddit people were like Ravenclaw got shafted I'm like yeah. okay that's all I didn't like and then people were talking about like as far as friend companion friends or something like that they mentioned um the Slytherin dude. And I'm like, okay, it's like Sebastian. So I'm like, all right, well, like the only other thing I saw that was that Hufflepuff had a really cool side, one one singular side story. But like, they're like, a lot of people are like, there's not many side stories in this game. Um, So there's like, there's a neat little thing that they do. I'm like, okay, well, uh, and then everyone else is also saying like Hufflepuff has a really cozy, um, you know, like a common room or something like that. It was really cozy. I thought they'd
1: all be the same, but I guess uh, I I didn't look at the others, but I guess, yeah, Hufflepuffs was really cozy.
0: Yeah. And so I was just like, uh, I, you know, I, I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, well, I guess if I'm going to, like, I can justify using evil magic as a uh, Ravenclaw because you're just doing it for science. Um, mm, yeah. You're know, like, you're like, you're learning the thing to learn the thing. You know, it's, it's the whole like, you know, j- we could and d- didn't matter if we should. Yeah. Um, and so, as I like, I can justify that, but because a lot of people seem to be really disappointed with Ravenclaw, I was like, okay, well, Slytherin then. I have no problem. I'm like, technically, maybe Hufflepuff because you're loyal to your friends and I'm like, I will murder some fools for my friends. I can, I can see a Hufflepuff doing that. Um, didn't help Cedric though. He died. Um, spoilers Cedric. for the books and movies. Uh,
1: sorry. <laughs> sorry for those spoilers guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a definitely a good game. A gym of early. Well, that was early 23, right? It wasn't late 22. Yeah. It was early 23. Um, a, a gym from early in the year.
0: All right. Yep. Uh, so, you know, that's pretty much it for, uh, the, you know, Hogwarts legacy. I, I want to play more of it. And you'll be visiting soon, so I'll just borrow your copy. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, like even my wife was got into the character creation and started playing a little bit of it. Seemed to like what she had. Uh, she went with Ravenclaw, uh, and I warned her beforehand what I saw. But she's like, "Yeah, that's what I want, though. I'm gonna play what I want." I'm like, "Good for you." Uh, Diehard
1: Ravenclaw. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I'm probably I do probably fit more in, in line with the Hufflepuff, uh, just because. No one likes Gryffindor, really. They're just assholes. They're just and...
1: overblown. It's just, it's just, it's just, they're just set up to be the the heroes, and it's sort of annoying. Um,
0: well, yeah, I mean, if if anything else, like the end of the books and or movies, like, and just you know, like Gryffindor was behind, but because Harry Potter is my like my favorite, like you know, like a billion points for them just to win because of reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I granted. Uh the the other joke was anyone who ever joins Slytherin just be like, all right, just write them on a name on a list and put them down and just when they graduate, just you know, murder them. Yeah, <laughs> just just, like, just follow them. Take for, them out now. Just yeah. follow
1: them to the criminals. That that is Yeah, yeah I don't want to get into too much Harry yeah. Potter stuff. Yeah, so we have both been playing Hades. Uh I recently bought Hades on uh sale and uh been using that as a little bit of a palate cleanser. And uh funnily enough, we're both at the same point. Um, made it to Elysium. I just died to the Minotaur. Uh, I don't know if you've, uh, you I'm, I'm like, I, I,
0: I was literally one room away. Okay. <laughs> I know. Cause in the beginning or when you start, before you start your journey, when you get to choose your weapon, if you look out and if you go to the left and look out in the distance, it'll say how many rooms you've cleared. Yeah. Um, uh, and okay. so it's just like, uh, but yeah, that bow, that bow is OP. Yeah. Uh, bow was
1: ridiculously OP. Uh, it is sickeningly OP, but I don't care. I'm going to probably beat the game with it or or get far with it and, and then upgrade other stuff until I can beat the game. But, uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's a lot better. I remember playing on PC when it was on, like, Xbox Game Pass for a while. And uh, I remember it being kind of tough, um, tougher than it is now. I guess playing on a larger screen, um I don't know I don't know why I kind of remember some of this stuff a, a little bit from then so maybe that's why but um but I definitely feel like I have a lot easier time moving around and understanding what I'm supposed to do um, for whatever reason so I'm enjoying it it's fun
0: yeah uh I played on PC before uh, didn't really get too far in it just for some reason at the time I just didn't have a lot of time to dedicate to um to a roguelike and as you know, I, I did like it a lot. Love the art style, love the music. Uh, and yeah, so it was just, you know, but I saw you, I happened to see when I was playing um, uh, a little bit of Hogwarts and then I had to like, I saw you jump on to Hades. I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize you had it there. So I'm like, well, let, let me, let me see how far I can get. And yeah, like I said, I think the third run is when uh, I, I made it uh, to Elysium and I look at my trophy list. I'm like, okay, cool. You're at the same spot. <laughs> So I was like, um, no, it's uh I happen to have a good build that time around. Um the the strong attack was my was my reflect uh reflection ability. So I was able to, to do that. Plus I had um a different boon that like gave me extra like three extra attacks or like arrows, so it was a lot more effective. And okay. I think my dash left a a circle area of damage. So that was really nice.
1: And my dash was doing lightning. Uh, on nearby enemies, so that was that was pretty. Oh, cool. that's
0: that's that's pretty slick. Yeah, mine was just a circle of blades, or, you know. So oh, it was nice if I timed it out with an enemy that it would dash at me, or like those chariots in Elysium. Uh, if you you know, it's like they chase you, so as you're dashing away, they'll just run over these spikes, and then if they stop on them, that cause extra damage, which was nice. My my lightning was for my main attack. I was able to charge, hit, and then it would chain to to the next couple people. And so that chain was really sweet um but yeah and then also I had I had like a I had another doom the doom uh boon on it as well mm-hmm. so I had to charge I had to charge my weapon anyways and so if you have it fully charged uh it does an extra bit of damage afterwards and that was really effective um uh, nice. hopefully I'll get that lucky again I'm really like when it comes to Rng things it's it's really tough but uh did you get um did you get the uh, was it? I forgot the the yellow liquid in the vials. It's not they look not nectar. Alexa, um,
1: Is it nectar? But,
0: nectar. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I get that every chance I get, because uh, I because you can give it to different people and improve your relationship with them. So, I've given one to Hades. I've given one to uh, Karen, and I've given one to Hypno, and I think that's it right now.
0: Uh, but I I only got um, I only was able to get two, and so I gave to um to cerberus and then uh the last run i had picked up another and uh i was going to give it to nix uh but she wasn't there so then i gave it to he let me give it to the uh the skeleton dude um uh but who at your weapons i can't remember his name now but he gives you an item which lets you uh come back from the dead so like if you die once yeah, so I'm like, that's that's going to be pretty clutch in the early on. I think I got that
1: um, differently. It's a uh, defy death. I got that from somebody else. I think I got that from Hypno. I got uh, defy or Hypnos or whatever. Um, defy death, or you come back at half health.
0: Um, my, it's lucky tooth is what I got. Okay, and I forget what what exact thing is. I think mine's defy burnable. death. Yeah, I think defy death for me. I got I used my um the your experience points. You can use it on the mirror in his room. And I I upgraded that and I was able to upgrade my double uh, to double dash. Yeah. So
1: I've upgraded that. We're probably about the same place. I've upgraded everything you can. That's not exorbitantly expensive anyway. So I'm I'm maxed on one of those. I think, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's a good game. It's a, I I mean, I remember when it came out, everyone was talking about it. Um, Never got to play it too much back then, but it, it looks great on my TV and, plays great, so really beautiful, awesome game.
0: Yeah, uh, I love the soundtrack. Uh, it's the same as uh, same composer as Bastion, and great soundtrack. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just funny because I was I had it playing pretty quietly today, and I was like, oh, "That's a I felt like that's a really sick bass line." Just a little, little nothing special, but just it's a little ditty. And then um, uh, since it was a, you know uh, my wife got to work from home because of the snow, so she's like she just kind of looked at me as I said it and I had to crank up the TV pretty loud. She's like, Oh there. Yeah. She's like, I didn't even hear it, but I'm like, yeah, it's like, it's really good though. Right. And she's like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I had bought the, uh, the vinyl soundtrack not that long ago. Oh yeah. Uh, they had a re- they had oh, a, yeah. a back green stock. Yeah. So, Dang. uh, I'm, I'm really happy with it. <laughs> uh, they also give me a digital copy for free. So like as part of the purchase, so I have it on my phone as well. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, that's, I'm, that I'm curious, uh, you want to make a competition who can get this one done first? Nope.
1: Cause, uh, I have too much other stuff to do. So
0: uh-huh. yep. excuses, excuses. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can just look at it as hours played. How about that? Huh?
1: Yeah. That's definitely where I'm going to lose. Cause I'm definitely not going to be able to sink that many hours to do it. Uh, yeah, I've got too much other stuff. I, I'll play it as much as I can, but that's best I can do.
0: All right. Uh, yeah. And so outside of that, uh, You know, that's what we've been playing. And so now uh, what we've been watching. So as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, we do talk about anime from time to time. Uh, The big now it's the uh, new year and the new season of anime had recently kicked off Uh, a lot of episode one and twos of things. Uh, Usually I don't comment on a lot of it till like episode three. Uh, Just uh, there's just so much out there right now. So this is like the first wave of things I'll quick talk about. And probably next time I'll try to cover more of the other things and just give my impressions on that. Uh, But some of these I'm pretty confident on right out the gate. Um, All right. So we have um, number one, uh, in no real order, uh, the wrong way to use healing magic. So I've been reading this uh, manga for years. Uh, It's, it's really, I, I think it's really good. It's, it's a fun twist. So essentially it's an isekai as a lot of things are. And uh, the main character is a tag along, essentially. He happened to be with the student council president and VP. And it just happens to be in the same vicinity as they get summoned to the other world. And so he gets portaled as well. And which is nice for a change because the, the VP gets like like angry at the king for summoning them because you know it's essentially these stories are about kidnapping no matter how you look at it they may like we're summoning you to do this noble thing so we've kidnapped you and now we want you to be indentured slaves essentially is, is what it boils down to uh but anyways uh he gets angry the king swears that they'll try to put their resources once they're done into uh helping them get back uh turns out the the proper prim and proper v uh president uh she uh she actually is like a super nerd in secret and so she's like super stoked to be uh in another world and she's getting all into it and then the our main char- main character uh he happens to be uh he does he has he doesn't have the super affinities they do uh for when it comes to magic and such but he actually has a healing property which is pretty rare and everyone acts really strange like oh you have a healing ability okay we need to hide you we need to literally take you out of the country and put you in hiding and no one's telling him why uh and then this um essentially uh the the head of the uh rescue corps uh she happened you know happens to come in and then she's like oh he has healing magic all right and then she just literally just kidnaps him she throws him over his shoulder runs out the building like the the guards try to stop her and she just bolts and she's like i'm gonna train this dude later and that's like how that ends um this series is pretty good it's the concept of it be, being during battle uh you need a first aid team that can run in heal you know use healing magic uh, and essentially uh on some of the worst people and get them back up to fighting speed again uh And as she physically, she trains him to be physically fit. She's like, yeah, you can break down your muscles instantly. So why don't you just use healing on yourself constantly? So not only are you improving your healing ability, you're improving your muscle strength and core and everything. So it's like boot camp from hell. It's
1: kind of, it's kind of how steroids work. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's kind of, it's like, that's how she rolls. And, uh, it's pretty good. I, I, I generally like it. I haven't, I think I haven't really read it in the last like two years. Um, I have it like it was one of those things that I had was all caught up to date and then I think my my tablet ended up like dying on me or something (laughs) happened weird where like with one of the updates that all my tabs had disappeared (laughs) I'm like I had like a hundred tabs of of manga Uh, um something ridiculous like that I'm not even joking like 80 different tabs but when you're when things come out so seldom they're like nothing is regular so you're just like all right um I could, I get, you know, it's is my way of dealing with it instead of signing up with an account with uh, an online group and then trying to favorite everything. Uh, but yeah, so I I generally really like it. I I'm, I think I might know where the seri- the season might end just based off of what what I think the storyline is, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know a lot of the people, the fandom was like, wait a minute, the um, the main. Uh, leader of the, the healing the rescue core, it has green hair in the manga you can't tell and so it's like a lot it was really jarring for a lot of the fandom on reddit and i'm like if you've seen the manga cover like one of the one of the colored pages they show her with that you know it's like so it wasn't that i remember thinking the same thing years ago but yeah it's just uh it is very different to say the least um but yeah it's it's a fun it's a fun little comedy and totally worth a a shot at least i'm very hopeful for this anime season i've only watched episode one episode two just dropped today as of this recording and all right another one um sasaki and uh peeps uh episode one's 48 minutes long so it's a nice like little double episode um and uh this kind of episode goes a little bit of everywhere you're looking at a like just an older businessman who's a really like or uh, office worker who happens to be a good senpai kind of like he's training his underling pretty well and he, he loves animals but he's too poor to like afford one. Um and he buys a bird that helps him uh that turns out the bird is um the bird has been isekai into our world <laughs> so uh but then has the magic has magical properties in which to take him to its world uh so he then starts doing isekai travel business travels and like let me uh let me show you our uh you know our printing paper and pen ball pens you know he starts selling things like that to like merchants um and it kind of goes from there even it, like i'm not going to spoil the end of like but there's there's more from there so they kind of in the, the one episode it goes to quite a few different places and it's pretty funny uh i enjoy it uh, i i have i hadn't heard about it until it came out and then one of uh part of a friend group they they posted a twitter picture the in the credits if you pause it all the non-major characters uh so the main dude is a Sasaki all non-major characters are named Sasaki like the voice actors all Sasaki 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 what different other you know other names but it's like last names but like they have Sasaki in every like it was pretty funny it was just like okay Mm -hmm. so the um yeah, so that team has a sense of humor and they know what they're doing. That's really uh, funny. So it's promising. Uh, but yeah, give give that one a shot. If it, you know, you you know by episode one, if you're even interested, uh, in my opinion. Um, so uh, another one is uh Mato Sehei No Slave or a uh, Chain Soldier. So yeah, very different Japanese name compared to the uh, to the English, because so uh, this one. In an alternate world, uh, we have a parallel dimension. Uh, monsters come from it, and women eat like uh, a fruit of power. Essentially, it's a peach that gives them uh, super uh, super uh, human abilities. Men don't have this luxury, so men become a second class citizen. And our main uh, protagonist wants to be a hero, more or less. Um, and he's super good at house chores. Um, during a during a just w- walking through the town he gets caught into one of these dimension shift events where he gets sucked into the other dimension, which is Mato. Uh, and uh, they they have like a military core uh, that happens to, uh, you know, they're the defensive line. And he meets someone who um, essentially, she has the ability to enslave these monster demons, essentially, uh, but they burn out. She like literally can use them and then they burn out. So she convinces this kid to... Um, uh, it's like why don't you why don't I use you as my minion? And so she literally uses him as a slave. But I mean, it makes sense they'd call it chain soldier in, in the U.S. because uh, talking about chains and slaves um, doesn't fly well in this country. So yeah, uh, yeah, I can totally see why they changed the name, but uh, they make it seem a bit different. But yeah, they treat them like they treat them kind of like garbage. Uh, the kicker is uh, because it's anime uh, is he gets uh, rewarded for his hard work and his reward is like a subconscious action where the, um, the per the person using him gets to uh, fulfill desires of his. So essentially he gets to make out with the main girl in the beginning uh, as his reward for helping beat up. Yep. Typical anime fodder, Uh, which, you know, honestly uh, the, the story I've actually read quite a bit of this manga too. Uh, And the story is actually kind of interesting, but it is very much a, uh, your target demographic is late middle school, early high school age. So you're like, yeah, you're going to have a lot of etchy scenes. Mm, Um, Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, uh, but, uh, but the way they, the way they did the anime, uh, I'm kind of curious about it. Uh, But it's, it's one of those things that a lot of people have been making fun of this one and and a different one, uh, which is um, gushing over magical girls. Uh And that one is, uh i think the, the common one was like that one seems to be more closer to a uh you know like to hentai and this one like this one should be a hentai but it's not <laughs> okay. so it's, it's just like like wow you got some really uh diverse and odd things this season um you got here uh one of your favorites uh i'm being sarcastic on this one uh classroom of the elite season three um I I, 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 I do plan of-
1: to watch this one because um, I am invested enough in season one and two, which is pretty rare for me. So I, I will be jumping in on, on this one at some point.
0: Um, uh, I'm not impressed by the first couple episodes, uh, but not. once again, I've committed two seasons in, so I might as well see this ride through. In fact, season two was so bad, but I only liked it because of the fight scene at the end. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm not impressed as of yet but yeah you know, we'll see I mean it's, it's it seems to be mad popular. Uh, you got bottom tier character uh Tomozaki uh you know season two uh two episodes so far I like the first one a lot. Uh, that one is about the um uh, essentially Smash Brothers uh number one Smash Brothers player in Japan uh happens to do a meetup with the number two Smash Brothers player. And they happen to go to the same school. Number two is the, um, like the one of the school idols, or a really popular girl. And number one is just a normal like gaming nerd. And so she helps him level up his real life self to become more social, uh, socially acceptable, and just knows how to read a room better. And it's kind of his journey, I guess, is the best way to play. it. And so she gives him challenges to become a, um, like a normie. And like, you have to level up by talking to the, you know, making friends with this many people or at least try to, but like, that's your goal, but you have to t- at least engage in normal conversation, like, you know, stuff like that. So season one was really good. Season two is more of the same. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, a new one that came out was uh Metallic Rouge. Uh, that one is a, a neat concept. It's a, uh, I think it's supposed to be in Mars and it's a very cyberpunk looking uh, anime. I like the art style quite a bit. Um, they don't really give too much information in the beginning. It's only, I only saw the first episode so far. I think that's the only one that's out right now. And yeah, you have, you know, it's a society where you have machines, um, you know, essentially uh, that are, you know, self-aware, but treated as second-class citizens. And they even talk about the Asimov, like built-in rules into it. So they can't do harm to humans. Um yeah, I'm not going to say too much about it. Just there's not enough really to go on about it because it's it's kind of a mystery that's unfolding. Um, but yeah, it looks really it has my attention. Full full stop. I really am. I'm hopeful about this one too. Uh, and then you have uh, Dungeon Meshi or uh, Delicious in Dungeon.
1: This one's on Netflix, uh, right? Or do you know? Yeah,
0: this one this one's coming out uh, same simultaneously with Netflix. Yeah,
1: uh, this one I've been seeing and I have it saved in my list. I definitely want to get to this totally after worthy. I get to, uh, I'm watching, I'm watching, uh, the OA. I'm getting close to finishing that. And so once I finish that, I'll probably start watching D- delicious in dungeon, uh, on Netflix, a bit at a time.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I recommend it. It's a studio trigger. Uh, it's different. It's slightly, it's different from their usual art style, but it is still very, you know, crisp and it has their like look to it. I like the character designs. Um, it's funny it's entertaining it's it's a good time uh yeah it's just i you'll, you'll be happy with it that's all i gotta say about that uh there's there's so much other stuff out there right now and once again it's just too early to tell but these ones most like uh i may not agree with all like necessarily like all these ones right now oh the, the other one i was going to mention is um uh my instant death ability is overpowered um i only watched episode one of two uh but I actually had read a handful of these mon- the manga a while a long time ago and it seemed interesting. Another isekai thing. Um you know, essentially class a school bus of kids get isekai and uh a person comes in, I'll just say it like and says, Hey, uh, I'm granting you all abilities. Oh, some of you aren't glowing, so you don't have abilities, so you're just cannon fodder later. <laughs> and so like you guys have missions to complete. I'm literally gonna give you a mission in your own, like personal heads up display and complete those and you'll kind of get rewarded and so everyone has different classes and stuff so they the entire class is like peace yeah you got you losers who don't have glows we're out and well it turns out one of those guys has an ability to just straight up murder people at the blink of an eye um so yeah it's just and it's a mystery of like who that person is what they how do they got how are they the way they are um and yeah that's like i i'm kind of curious to see what how that turns out in the, the anime um I, I made it maybe uh like two or three like maybe two books in to the manga and i just it wasn't the, it, it wasn't that i disliked it that i stopped it just there was just life got in the way and it's it's kind of like i'll get back to you eventually and at this rate i'm like well i probably will just watch the anime and finish out because i never made it to a a spot that i feel that the uh, season can end so i'm it'll probably watch the anime and get further along so yeah 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 all right um and then all right so you you said you were watching the oa but anything else or right. th- do you want to talk about that at all or wait till you're finished
1: uh i just mentioned that i'm watching free run still um through episode 13 i think, I think there's only 18 out right now so the i'll probably catch up before the end, before the season actually ends um, but yeah, I'll keep watching that through to the end unless it goes terribly bad. Uh, the OA is pretty good. It's weird. Um, it's, it's, it's actually probably the best thing I can say about it is how much they're able to do, especially in that first season with a clearly a very limited budget. Uh, second season, they definitely get more money. Um, and it gets weirder, but it's still, still pretty interesting what they're able to do with um some simple writing tricks and really just good good writing and thinking about storytelling. But yeah, so that's pretty good and uh probably move on to something else uh before the next time we do a podcast.
0: Okay. Um uh, yeah, and then just because I've been on the kick lately in my free time doing uh audiobooks lately since uh for the holiday season. Uh I finally finished a, another one that I was working on for a bit and that was the um I finished listening to a uh, fairy tale. Uh, it was a Stephen King one that came out uh, now two years ago, I think fall of 2022. Uh, yeah. Uh, it actually takes place in my neck of the woods, uh, fake suburb Chicago. Uh, and that I kind of came into it completely blind. Uh, uh, and I kind of am glad I did. <laughs> I've This is now the second, well, the second one uh, in a row that I've come kind of come into a book just not knowing anything. I heard good things about it, but I didn't know anything from the story. I didn't even bother reading the jacket, you know, the backside and it has been it had, like, not since high school had I gone through a Stephen King book. Uh, so yeah, I was this. Um, I don't know necessarily what to say like this. It has like maybe I'd say like four arcs, you know, four acts, I should say four, four acts in this one. And act one is mostly this area, but yeah, I really it's a fantasy um, novel and essentially it goes places and the way it, it does it is really neat. Um, I was actually really happy with it. Like I said, it's just, I don't, uh, to the point where just me being my excitement and uh, I not even explaining anything really, my wife started picking up the book. Uh, she's almost finished with the actual book itself. She prefers to read. She reads really fast. Oh, yeah. Um, I like to use the audiobook and listen to it like while I do dishes and stuff, or um, you know, like I said, shoveling. Awesome time to listen to an audiobook. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, doing yard work. So, as long as it's not too yeah, loud. So, yeah.
0: So that's the thing. That's kind of, uh, but it, it's it was a really good story. Um, I think the audiobook was like twenty nine hours long. So, uh, and then based off your recommendation, I rolled into uh, Project Hail Mary. Uh, I'm about halfway through right now. And also, not knowing a dang thing about it, um, I'm actually also really surprised with this one because you you, you kind of get a vibe for it. You're like, okay, this is how the story is going to be neat. Um, you know, it's like getting to piece things together, and then it's like, all right, like, cool, this is it's it's uh, about space, all right? I, and it's about a little bit of this and that, and like, and then all of a sudden, I don't know, maybe like chapter like seven or eight so you something happens and you're like oh snap you know but like i was just i've been really happy with it so thanks for the recommendation um i'm i'll be finishing it like this next week uh for sure uh but yeah, yeah. It completely took me by like the way the way they did like they did a thing which could you know it's just like not the norm you're like okay you're expecting one thing they kind of switch it out with a different concept or opinion you're like oh yeah i guess that would make sense and then all of a sudden Later on, they did something else, and I'm like, "Oh, totally, is going to be this." It was that, and I'm like, "Oh, it was it was different, and not not what I was figuring." And I'm like, "Oh, wow, they went there." Uh, and yeah. I know it's all very vague, but I feel like when it comes to a lot of these mm-hmm. books, like uh, the best thing I can say is, um, I also I also picked up The Martian. So mm-hmm. uh, Andy Weir, who did is the right author of uh, Project Hail Mary, uh, did uh, Artemis which I is I had the first book of his I did um and so I'm kind of doing it from second, third and going back to the first is what I'll do but essentially from the Martian it's it's uh, about space but it's like local and then you know like just traveling and then uh, Artemis is about a moon bait moon colony and then this one's about deep space um, yeah as so that's kind of like it, the, I I find like well how much further can the next book go? I'm like, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna go into another dimension. Is what's gonna happen? Watch, uh, it's yeah, just it, an isekai. It's it just go full fantasy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it might be that way. Yeah, Anywhere's a good, good writer. He's, he's really good, and uh, those, uh, all those books, I imagine are pretty good. I, I, I just know Project Hail, Project Hell Mary is probably his highest rated book. I think it has like the most reviews and stuff, and. Uh, the most reviews overall, and I think the highest rating overall, which all of his books um I've heard are good, but that one that one I knew I could recommend to you. I, I recommended that to my mom too. I think she picked it up. but I don't know if she started reading it yet, but uh, yeah, that was that, that that one's good, and I'm looking forward to his next one.
0: yeah, uh, it's funny though the ba- the one thing I did notice on like the only thing I read on the back jacket was it said though you know like um there was I was looking at how long the audiobook was. And I want to say it was like 18 hours or something like that. um But then the bottom, it was either 11 or 18. I, I think maybe the Martian might be 11, and this one might be 18 or vice versa. I can't remember. But, anyways, uh, it's just like they had a little asterisk and saying, hey, there's been changes done to this book, but it's been approved by the author. And I'm like, interesting. Uh, and then, when, like I said, when the big reveal happens, I'm like, Oh, they added sound effects to a thing instead of having to describe it in writing. They actually did an audio thing where. Oh yeah. Know, and I'm like, that makes so much more sense, and it's actually really kind of immersive to, to kind of get what hit. it's like. It's, it becomes audio theater at that point. Like, yeah, it's a like a radio play, and I'm like, oh, that's actually really nice, and I like the fact that they did that. They probably um, they probably
1: talked to Andy. We're in there like, look that's cool that you wrote that way, but we have to do something for the audiobook. And he was like, yeah, okay. I, that's why, well, that's the way I imagine it happening in my mind.
0: I mean, I've, I've certain I've done, I've listened to enough audiobooks over time and certain things like, um, uh, if you get a stage production, you know, you'll, you'll end up hearing, um, that's when you'll have like maybe music or sound effects, like extra, you know, like if you're listening to something of, um, a, like a war time or something like that you hear like the, the effects in the background or battle cries. Right. So like that all stuff is not written in books, uh, but yeah. because it's a theatrical uh, reading of a book, you know, like I kind of enjoy that because it adds a little more to it. And that's why doing these little, so that's the one thing is like, if you read the book, that's great. But there is an extra little tweak to the audio book that I find fascinating. And it, it just gives a little extra depth. I think. So I, I, find that enjoyable. Yeah. it's really good. So, All right. But yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if, uh, what I think about it at the end, but right now I'm, I'm really digging it. So thanks again.
1: I'm glad you're liking it.
0: All right. Well, uh, if you, uh, if you made it to the end of this, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, I mean, it's a odd way to start our first podcast of the new year. Uh, but Hey, uh, we've made it to, um, 2024 and we're all still kicking. Uh, Hopefully, same thing can be said this time next year.
1: <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, the world can't be too much more on fire this time, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Election right. year.
1: It's gonna get wild. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. The Olympics are this year too, right? Yeah. It's always a election. Yep. Yep. All right. Um. Take your bets now. Uh Indeed. So what we do is during the during the Olympics. You have to play the uh, the flame game. So every time you see the Olympic flame on, na- on TV, you take a shot. See how long you see to what sporting event you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, drink responsibly, yeah. meaning have someone make sure to drag you away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, uh, thanks again. This has been another Dead Pixel, uh, episode 61. And until next time, y'all take it easy. Bye. Nick, what advice should they everyone have for the new year?
1: Um, you need to drink until you... You need to program yourself to, to keep drinking even after you blackout.
0: That is... Oh, vodka Red Bulls. Roger that. Yeah. Um, or Four Locos. <laughs> That's very dangerous.
1: Uh, don't do that. <laughs> now that I think about that, maybe don't do that for real. Um, uh, the real thing that you should do is... Uh, Get a resolution. Anything. Okay, I'm done.
0: So, if your resolution is to uh, to gain weight uh, or to be at the average weight, then you've already got it because chances are the average net, the average weight is overweight. So you're good. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, You can accomplish it, and boom, you're done. You've done more this year than most people. Uh,
1: yeah, that that work. Okay. All right. Bye Peace. for real. <laughs>